Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath September 4th, we look at Lesson 10, Sabbath Rest. Join us as we see what it means to detach in order to attach. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, here we go, Lesson 10, Sabbath Rest. Our memory text comes from Leviticus 23, verse 3, and it says this, Six days shall be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of solemn rest. A holy convocation. You shall not do work on it. Uh, it is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Right? Yeah, this. great text that just reminds us what the Sabbath is and uh, some of the more, you know, just the how do you recognize Sabbath, right? Yeah, uh, and, I, and I love the fact that I brought this in because usually we go straight into 20 verse 8, which I think we, we covered last week. But but here is it's, it's giving us this thing of saying, uh, especially love here in all your dwellings. So no matter where you're dwelling, no matter where you're going, mm-hmm. making sure that this is a holy convocation. This is a set time set apart. I also like, you know, just the concept of rest because sometimes a lot of people focus on what you don't do rather than what you should do. And it says that you don't work, but more importantly, it says that this is a solemn rest, a holy convocation. In other words, it's talking about, you know, you have to rest in Christ. There is something that you are proactively engaging and doing. And I don't know about you, Buster, but for me, you know, if I have lots of stress and stuff like that, I have a hard time falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And, And I think that the same thing is true spiritually, that we have to trust in Christ and have that relationship that connection that's there in order to have this kind of rest. Yeah, and and, and Michael, I, I love that Sunday's lesson that's coming up is talking a little bit about that rest, which is talking mm-hmm. about the active uh, things that we're doing, but also active things that we're trying not to do as well. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Sabbath and creation. Absolutely. So it just takes us right back to the beginning, which is where we tend to kind of have a recurring theme. Genesis brings <laughs> us back to the beginnings, the it Imago does. Dei being made in the image of God. That's what's talking about here in verses 26 and 27. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So God instilled value into human beings and because of that fact uh, we have um, the the all of creation has value but we specifically have value so we need to be able to kind of almost be able to wake up in the morning and say hey you know Michael you have value today because you're created in God's image and amen and I, I you know it sounds a little bit hokey but but we actually, I think it's a good thing to do that. <laughs> you know, it is true. Say, hey, you know, God loves me and I have value. And actually just to verbalize that out. Amen. No, I, so, sometimes you do because yeah. the world will uh, spins, uh, the world will beat you down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I love how David, when uh, he took his family, or right, when the Amalekites took his family uh-huh, and yep. took all his goods, it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. So this is exactly what that's doing Makes right some, there. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and human beings have value above all the other 
uh, created, you know, the creation has value in itself. God created it, but human beings have specific value because they're made in God's image. And so that's that's really important. And, and then in addition to that, Genesis 2, verses 15 to 19, it says that God commanded them to not eat of any uh, tree in the garden and so on. So there's this this one simple command not to not to disobey and everything else. Um, he creates a helper for for Adam, and then I, here's the the uh, it says verse 19. The Lord God formed out of the ground all the wild animals, all the birds in the sky. I like that because I'm a bird watcher. I love love birds just went on a trip a, a fun birding trip out to the davis mountains in texas amen gotta gotta love that gotta take that time to to do those things and um every living creature that that was its name called each living creature that was its name in other words everything that god created had value and and god instructed them to care and take care of them and and have dominion and that word dominion i think for a lot of christians has been uh, grossly misunderstood yeah as if you know it's some abuse of some kind of power dictators dictatorship yeah. i can take whatever i want because it's there I have and, dominion yeah dominion and 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 i think that's exactly antithetical to god and his love and mercy and grace um, that loves and cherishes and protects. Amen. And so if we, we get this, we should, of all people, as Christians, have value upon creation. And so we have a sacred responsibility to take care of and care for the created order around us. That That is our Christian responsibility. Agreed. So um, talking about freedom, how do we celebrate it, Buster? Well, we celebrate freedom. Uh, this is based off of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, 12 through 15. And 12 goes over the fourth commandment once again. But then verse 15, it adds something a little bit more. It says, because you're, you're worshiping on the Sabbath, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and an outstretched stretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. And remembrance of your time as a slave that you weren't able to receive rest. Mm. Now I, I I'm asking you, I'm, I'm commanding you to receive rest in honor of the time that you couldn't receive rest. And and, and isn't that so important in today's world? Wow. Uh, it asks this question: What other forms of slavery do we face today? See, we're slaves to our phones, right? We're slaves to uh, to the the rigmarole of life. Just yeah, just the sometimes hustle. economic slavery, right? Yes, the, yeah. just the hustle and bustle of life. The economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many different things are trying to enslave us. Uh, mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, 1 talks a little bit more about this is lay aside every weight that so easily mm. ensnares us, right? There's so many things that have ensnared us and the right. Sabbath is a time to break those chains. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also uh, asks this question, what, what is Paul saying here? According to Romans chapter 6, 1 through 7, is saying well, what can be linked uh, to what we have been given in the Sabbath. And that rest is linked with our freedom in salvation uh, because of what Christ has done for us. Uh, 6 verse 7, for he who has died has been freed from sin, right? Yeah. When we die, not only to selves, but when we die in Christ, we're, uh, it symbolizes the, the death, life, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we mm-hmm. wake up in that newness of life, mm-hmm. we have complete and utter freedom. And this is what the Sabbath is meant for, that time to truly reconnect. Not just mentally and physically and emotionally, but also spiritually. Like you said, Michael, it's mm-hmm. a time for rekindling 
our relationship with God of making sure that it's going to thrust us through the next week. Uh, so I, I love all of this, and that way we can celebrate that freedom, freedom we find in Jesus Christ. Well, I love that because that gives us purpose, again, with the Sabbath. It that does. If we have that connection that's there and we have that trust, doesn't mean life is going to be easy. No. <laughs> but we have that I wish. ability to kind of gain perspective again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ab- absolutely there. Uh, so tell us a little bit now, Michael, about the stranger in your gates. Absolutely. Well, you know, the Sabbath has implications here, not just for ourselves. And just like we talked about the created order, how we have a sacred responsibility to care for the environment. Yes, we do. uh, That we also have a sacred responsibility to care for those around us, those that are economically disadvantaged, uh, racially ostracized, Uh, You go on down through the list of different ways that we like to separate and create barriers. Just like you're reading uh, that scripture text, breaking down every barrier. Christ takes away barriers. We like to create them. And probably one of the best ways to understand this, Exodus chapter 19, verse 6, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Amen. In other words, God intended ancient Israel... Not that there be some hierarchy of dominance where we control and exert power over one another, but rather where we all serve together. This Mm. is God's idea all the way back to the creation, all the way through the children of Israel. Now, that doesn't mean it's always worked out that way. No. But but that was God's original intention. And so uh, the gospel is about breaking barriers down. And the Sabbath is about breaking barriers as well. Mm. It's just part of what the sabbath is 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 coming together in worship in fellowship being able to bring even those um all around so the kingdom of priests we are all called by god to minister yes we are it's not just the fact that you and i are religion teachers or maybe that even ordained as pastors that's a public recognition yeah but it doesn't mean that other people aren't called we are all called to work together and i I, i'd be remiss if i didn't throw in a little church history here please please do please do (laughs) luther martin luther the reformation tearing down barriers once again you know you had the papacy with with this very hierarchical authoritarian control system and really when whenever we see that happen in church history uh we see that the church really becomes somehow kind of corrupted i guess you'd say yeah um that power is corrupting yeah and and so luther says hey anybody i want anybody to be able to read the scriptures and translates the bible into the lingua franca the the language of the people so that way it's not me telling you what to think and believe. It's all of us reading the scripture together. We are all a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's mm. what this is talking about. And uh, by the way, you know, the fact that every person has value in that sense, we're all called as priests before God, the priesthood of all believers. That's, yes. that's what we call it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Exodus 23, verse 12. Six days do your work, but on the seventh day do not work so that your ox and your donkey may rest, so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. Uh, I like that. (laughs) Ah, refreshed, right? (laughs) And this is precisely what the Sabbath is, is, again, implications for how we live, the created order, value ourselves, value as a body of believers, the priesthood of all believers, 
but also now we're looking at those who are in service around us, even mm. animals. Amen. Animals that, you know, ox, you know, you, those are food, you know, they work in the field. Yeah. And when you're done with them, you chop them up and eat them, you know, <laughs> at least in ancient times, you know, and that's the, economic. The, these things are, are meant to be uh, utilitarian and used. Um, and, and so, and the donkey too, you know, I mean, they're just there for work. Amen. They're not to be admired. They're not pretty. I don't, nobody shows off their donkeys to see. <laughs> Hope I don't offend anybody here that has donkeys. But but there's nobody does it because they're so valuable because of what they look like. It's because of their utilitarian purpose. And even, not only that, but it says those in your household, slaves. Yeah. Okay. Those are at the bottom end of society. God says, hey, I'm, I'm noticing. I'm noticing. Yeah, they get a rest too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was traveling one place and um, it was very interesting. I, I, I was in a country where people had helpers and we had some of the helpers that became curious about what we believed. Yeah. And the people that were there, they said, oh, well, we, don't, we don't want, these are Adventists, faithful Adventists. We don't, we don't want them to actually convert because we want them to make our lunch so we have a hot lunch when we get home afterwards right and 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 when we get to that point where the sabbath is about us and not about our helpers servants well the bible in ancient times you know uh even slaves yeah that this that we're losing the point of what our faith is about yeah and that's what god's trying to say is is hey i'm about breaking down barriers the sabbath is about breaking down barriers barriers even the slave born in your household the foreigner that that's going even one step so not only slaves but but people Strangers, that we don't foreigners, like. right yeah no <laughs> yeah right and even in ancient times people had uh, Foreigner xenophobic from, yeah f- uh, foreigners from samaria right <laughs> yeah yeah people people they didn't like at all they were impinging upon their economic resources and everything else and, and god's still saying that the foreigner among you may be refreshed. And so God is about breaking down all barriers. Um, the Sabbath is about breaking down these barriers. That's what makes the Sabbath so incredibly and profoundly beautiful. So uh, tell us how serving others honors the Sabbath. Well, you know, it directly correlates to what you were just talking about there, Michael, as, as far as the, the Sabbath and the strangers within your gates, which is there's an equality a moment in the Sabbath where, where it doesn't matter whether you're slave or free or, or whether you own the land or you're working the land, everyone in the household is receiving this break, this freedom, this rest, and there's equality that is, that is mentioned there. And this is what's going to be like in heaven, full equality for everyone. And there's a gentleman who is who's, uh, sick and he's paralyzed and he has, says, there's no one to put me in the pool when it's time. Uh, here in John chapter 5, and Jesus tells him, take up your bed and walk. And the man immediately, and immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And it was the Sabbath day. And the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the other seas, they had a big problem with this, right? Because it was the Sabbath. And it just reminds me immediately of, of Mark 2, 28, that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath, right? Of uh, the Lord, Jesus is mm-hmm. Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah. It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and he's saying, and he's saying that uh, serving others on the Sabbath is an honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes more to this, and Michael, you taught me a lot more about this in Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, verse twelve through fourteen. I, I, uh, I I'll, I'll read this portion. It basically tells us 
to keep or refrain from doing pleasure or our own interest on the oh. Sabbath, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you've broken down what it means, our pleasure, our own mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. It is not talking about having a good time. It's not talking about you shall not enjoy yourself on the Sabbath. That is nowhere read in the Bible. It's talking about pursuing capital gains, pursuing these workable interests. Uh, uh, what, how, what terminology exactly do you use, Michael? Well, you know, there's a number of different translations, but, uh, you know, a number of like the English Standard Version actually has like a footnote. It says pleasure or uh, another way of translating it is business, or I've heard it translated as business pleasure or Another translation I just found is kind of interesting. It says business as usual. In other words, uh-huh. the stuff that that <laughs> you're focused on uh, with your own, you know, that's going to advance your own self-interest, basically, right? Yeah. And and so if that's really what it is, then that's the problem. That's the reason why uh, people, I think, mistranslate or miss miss the the real meaning of what this text is about. Amen. You know, and. Lay that aside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, seriously, if you can't lay it aside for 24 hours, yeah, then your life is way too complicated. You need to uncomplicate your life. Well, I found that one of the best ways to keep Sabbath now, and this may sound a little radical, and, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but turning my cell phone off Ooh. and social media. Ouch. Uh, you know, and, and we live in a world where it's hard to completely disconnect, you know. Uh, but I find that, that when I just... You know, hey, um, yeah, we like to still call family on Sabbath and some of these of course, other kinds yeah. of things. But but I find that there's all too often notifications going off for all kinds of bling, things. Bling, yeah. Bling. <laughs> and and as, as nice it is to, to, you know, stay connected, it's also, I'm discovering, just as nice, if not even better, to, to have times when you're disconnected virtually and spiritually connected to God and to those around us, family spending time in creation. It's true. Uh, you know, I, uh, I alluded to going birding last weekend, which probably some people think is crazy going, <laughs> driving a long ways to just go see some birds, but it was so beautiful. <laughs> but you know, one of the best parts was um, I was somewhere where there wasn't cell phone service. Amen. And so I just had a Sabbath enjoying God's creation, fellowshipping, and, you know, um, all those emails and all kinds of different things. They were there when you got back. They were there when I got back, (laughs) but I felt so rejuvenated. Um, And I I think that's part of what God's talking about is find the things that are stressing you out Yeah. and find a way to detach from those so that you can make sure that you're not distracted from your spiritual connection to God and loved ones, you know? Yes, Um, so so, so detaching to attach, right? I love it, yes, exactly. Amen, I love it. So Michael, bring us home here. The sign that we belong to God, Thursday's lesson. Yeah, so this is just a a beautiful, beautiful text. Isaiah chapter 31 uh, that talks about uh, verse 13, you must observe my Sabbaths And this will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. And some people like to take these texts and be like, you know, beat people over the head. (laughs) You know, like, if you don't keep the Sabbath exactly the way that I do. Yeah. You know. How dare you wade four inches into the water? It's supposed to be less than two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if there's a way that we can um, uh, remember that the Sabbath... And, and, and the Sabbath, you know, it's kind of like this relational thing that, you know, people notice. They do. 
people notice uh, it's it's kind of like um uh how we live our lives should be so contagious that other people will just say well man i sure wish i had a sabbath yeah yeah and be like, well, hey, you know, God knew what we all needed. <laughs> Let me share with you the good news about how awesome the Sabbath is, that your life is just going to be so much better when you learn the rhythms of Sabbath, Sabbathing. Yeah. 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 And so it's that sign. It, it uh, and, and God's pretty serious about it. You know, he's trying he to tell them, hey, if, if you don't do this and you start having people that are going to start distracting everybody else, it's going to be really bad for the children of Israel, which is this sort of theocracy that everyone's having to live together in community. So God's having to say, hey, if, if you're not in on this, um, then you probably, we'd probably say today, you should probably be somewhere else, yeah. you know, uh, because this is what we're about. And, and this is, this is the relational nature of, of how, how the children of Israel anciently worked and how God in heaven someday will work. It's not that God wants to be exclusive. Like yeah. if you don't, if, if, <laughs> if, if you mess up and trip up on some little tiny detail and then I'm going to just give you the boot and kick you out. You're done forever. Eternally. Yeah. yeah. That, that's not what God's saying. And God's saying is, Hey, this is what I'm about. This is what my kingdom's about. My kingdom values. And the Sabbath is an important part of that because I value our relationship. And uh, if you don't value that relationship, I'm, you know that that's 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 tragic. That's tragic. But but uh, yeah. And so that's why God inscribes the Ten Commandments, including the Sabbath, within the actual tables of stone. What we call the Ten Commandments. Amen. As a memorial, as a as a as a covenant, which means a promise, a relationship. That is what this is all about. You, you know, uh, Michael. Uh, what what you just brought up to me and, and just shared, it just brought to my mind, mm-hmm. the intent behind the Sabbath yeah. is connecting with others, connecting with nature, and connecting yeah. with God. Yeah. And this is something the children of Israel uh, as a whole, as a history, they never really understood. Yeah. Because in the New Testament times, we look as, as they entered the Talmud and added all the extra laws to the Sabbath yeah. of plucking a string that was longer than this, of walking the 2,000 steps only. They missed out of the intent. Yeah. Yeah. The intent was not to keep the rules. Mm-hmm. The intent was not to keep it perfectly. The intent was to connect perfectly. Yeah. The intent was connect with man perfectly, connect with nature perfectly, and connect with him mm-hmm. perfectly. And so if we keep that in mind, uh, the Sabbath, mm-hmm. instead of saying, well, I can't do this and I can't do that and look at the cans. Look at the cans. I can connect with my family. Yeah. I can. I choose to turn off my cell phone. I can detach from social media mm-hmm. so I can attach to my church family, right? Exactly. And so uh, hopefully we, we make the time to actually do those things this Sabbath. And I would even dare say that if we take the Sabbath seriously, that it might challenge us to rethink how we Sabbath. Yes. And I, I'm reminded of some church members that there was some people that lived across the street from the church. They weren't going to the church. And all of a sudden they were getting kicked out and they had to be out within 24 hours. And here they were. And so here we were. They, they had nobody else to turn to. And so some of some of our church members, there they were. The, they're getting ready for church to go to church, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And and they, they just dropped what they were doing and they helped them literally load up their stuff out of their out of their house right there and they're having an emergency a crisis yeah and and i'm, I'm not saying that you should start moving and packing on <laughs> sabbath or whatever but somebody in the moment of a crisis that was 
in crisis and needed help right then and there. As opportunity arises. Yeah, as opportunity arises, they stopped what they were doing. They stopped, they, they skipped Sabbath school, yeah. helped these people. And you know what? A, a relationship was forged out of that. Amen. That changed their life. And they actually became interested in the church and eventually it began, began the, is the first step in a discipleship process. Um, and so, you know, you just never know what Sabbath might look like. It might be as radical as, as you find somebody in emergency and distress, you know, that, that God says and tugs in your heart and says, you know what, I know you, that person's in crisis. They need help. Stop what you're doing and help them. Help the less fortunate. Help the slave. Help even the animal. Yeah. Um, look around you and, and, and pray and ask God to make you spiritually aware and see need that is in your midst and to stop what you're doing to break down the barriers of oppression so that the oppressed may go free that they may have hopefully an an, an incredible encounter with jesus christ and that's what sabbathing is all about amen amen well i I think we covered a lot of ground here today i think we did as well so we're just excited to continue on through this series so this is soup and swoops signing signing out. out As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personable colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.